Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness, God. We may not understand it all, but you are still in control of our lives once we've submitted that control to you. We just bless your name tonight, Father. We bless and worship the name of Jesus. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. No matter what, Lord God, you are worthy. We thank you because you're faithful. We thank you, Lord God, because you've always protected us. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace. Your grace which empowers us to live right. And Lord God, your grace, your grace, which is undeserved favor and mercy as well. We trust you tonight, God. We praise you tonight, Lord God. I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone in this house, everybody, everybody on the live stream, everyone we represent. Lord God, I thank you that your word is going to fall on good ground tonight. Your word is going to fall on good ground because your word will always accomplish what you send it to accomplish, Lord. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord. If we're serving you with all of our hearts, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. Romans 8, 28 says... All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. We worship you tonight, God. We thank you tonight, Father. We praise you because you are faithful. We praise you tonight. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you're showing us in your word. I thank you for what you're showing us through life and life experience. Scripture says that tribulation or hard times develop patience. <laughs> we didn't pray for the hard times, Lord, but we know that we need the patience. And we know that patience is being worked into our lives, Lord, through tough times. Because tough times happen. But we know that the steps of the righteous man or woman are ordered by you, God. And I thank you will not be made to slip and fall. We're not going to miss out, Lord. Our plans are not best, but yours are. And I thank you for that tonight. I thank you, God, once again for the midweek service. I thank you for the folks in this house and on the live stream. And I thank you for what they mean to you. We mean the world to you. That's why Jesus came to die for us and to be resurrected so that he could conquer sin and death and hell and the grave. And here we are today because of Jesus. Lord, we honor you for the sacrifice. We thank you, Father. We thank you and we praise you tonight. We thank you and we praise you. Go ahead, right where you are, just begin to talk to the Lord if you haven't started yet. Just tell him you worship him just for a moment. Just worship him. Tell him thank you, be grateful. You don't even have to work hard at being grateful if you start thinking about the things that he's done for you. You say, well, I did that. <laughs> no. No, God maybe empowered you to do it, but you can thank Him for all the good things. You can thank Him even for the tough times because He brought you out of them. You can thank Him for the tough times because He taught you something through those tough times. Whether it's your decision or not to be in those tough times, God has brought you out. He's always been faithful. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you. I speak life and hope 
and healing, Lord God, and the wisdom of your word and the fear of God in this house tonight. And Lord, I thank you that your will is best, good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We thank you for that, Lord God, tonight. We praise you. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen and amen. You can say hi to somebody if you'd like. You don't have to hug them. You can just give them a fist bump. You can wave at them. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Good to see everybody. So does anybody have good news tonight? Anybody at all? We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 tonight. Does anybody have good news for us? No, no pressure. If not, this is a powerful, powerful question I asked my Bible study last night. If you got to pick, would you want pumpkin spice anything or tamales? Go. All in favor of tamales for the holiday season. So, okay, that's pretty. How about pumpkin spice? Buddy? Frank, neither? Neither one. I knew, I, knew, I knew Frank would be an honest voter, and he's like, he's like neither one of those impressed me. Ms. Ms. Debbie, did, did, which did you raise your hand for? No pumpkin spice and no tamales, really. They're, they're all right? Okay, okay. So I think I had, was there only one person in the house, pumpkin spice? Wow. This is a unique gathering. All right. So I think I'd rather have tamales and pumpkin spice, but I, I don't know. I, I like pumpkin pie, but, you know. Some of y'all are like, no, not even impressed with that. Okay, all right. So then we're going to move on. So Ephesians 5, verse 1. This is powerful here. The apostle begins by saying, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. We're going to linger on this verse for a bit because you are his dear children. Give me some awesome attributes of God tonight. What are some attributes of God that you think of right away? Yes, sir. He's forgiving. All right. Anything else? Not all at once. You'll confuse me. Yes, ma'am. Always loves you no matter what. Ever loving. His love endures forever. Anybody else? Merciful. Yes, sir. That ties into his forgiveness, but he is merciful. He gives more chances. That's a good answer. Anybody else? Some more attributes of God. Peace. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So, yes, he's eternal. He lives outside of time. He, can you imagine the God who created time said, let there be light? Wow. So he is eternal. Anybody else? Any other attributes of God? Huh. Patient. Another fruit of the Spirit. You, you want to get a cheat sheet out, go to Galatians 5, right? The fruits of the Spirit. Those are God's attributes. Powerful. That is powerful. All right? So when the apostle says, imitate God... Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, we, we've got some work to do, don't we? And it's not impossible because Scripture tells us to do it. So that is always our goal. Because you know how we are, we as humans, we say, well, I'm not perfect. Well, we already know that, right? We know that. It, it, it's one of those givens. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect. Okay, that's why Jesus had to die for us. But when you imitate God, then you become Christ-like in dealing with people. I'm sure you've had some brilliant moments with folks, and I'm sure you've had some less than brilliant moments with folks, right? 
Those times you're like, wow, man, God was with me out of grace for them. I dealt with that. That used to bother me like heck. I'm okay. I got through that. But then there's other times you're like, man, Lord, you got to help me. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. What is the millennials phrase? I can't. I can't even with them, right? I can't with this dude. I know what you mean. I can't. <laughs> I remember one time we were at the airport. It was me and Anthony coming back from Guatemala. And there was a lady, man, and she was, she was with TSA, right? The ones that scan your bags and stuff. And she had a preacher's voice. And she was loud. But she wasn't only loud. It was like something about her voice got into your soul through your ear canal and shook you from the inside out. And I'll never forget, there was a lady nearby, and she told her husband, I can't with her. <laughs> so I can't. But actually, I'm going to tell you right now, you can. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his children. Let's go to verse 2. Live a life, uh-oh, some of you said this already, he's merciful, he's forgiving, he's patient. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. That is amazing. Follow the example of Christ, a life filled with love. Now we're going to get into some tougher stuff here. Look at verse 3, Ephesians 5.3. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. We talked to, I talked to, to some guys about this last night. Is Well, grace is not a pass to sin. Some folks have been misleading about that. Scripture never said God's empowerment to live right was actually a pass for you to sin. That makes sense, right? It's almost self-explanatory. You're going to sin. You're going to make mistakes. But we know that grace is not a free pass to sin. So once again, Ephesians 5.3, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. I read in Scripture today, and this Scripture has been misquoted many times. Have you ever heard people say, well, money is the root of all evil? Have you ever heard people say that? Well, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says what? The love of money, yeah, the love of money is the root of all evil. People say, man, you know, money money is the root of all evil. Really? Man, we're, we're in an unfortunate situation because we've got to pay tithes with money. So we're going to give the root of all evil to God? That doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I'm just simple. The love of money is the root of all evil, okay? So talks about greed here a little bit. Sexual immorality, impurity. Sexual immorality, you say, what, what is that? Sexual immorality is anything done outside of the bounds or the boundaries of marriage between a man and a woman. And even in the marriage between a man and a woman, they have to seek God's purity for their marriage, okay? That's, that's the simplest way I can define it. Is everybody with me on that? Sexual immorality is sexual activity outside of the boundaries of marriage between a man and a woman, because Jesus said from the beginning he made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave. He will tackle and hold on to his wife. All right? The Hebrew word actually means to tackle. It's something similar to tackle, like hold on to and say, no, I got you, girl. I'm not going to let go of you. All right? So no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Verse 4. 
obscene stories, <laughs> foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. All right? Thankfulness to God. Real quick, what are you thankful for? Anybody in the house? You don't have to raise your hand. You can just look at me. What are you thankful for? You're going to be thankful when the ambulance passes, probably. What are you thankful for? Family? Health? God. Praise God. What else are you thankful for? The kiddos, man. Work? <laughs> thankful for work. Did you know that before the Industrial Revolution, people owned one or two shirts? You ever looked into that historically? And a lot of times, shirts were made of funky stuff like wool. You ever worn wool anything? Ugh, it's terrible. It's terrible. So, I mean, really, ladies, if I looked in some of y'all's closets, I know how it goes. I know how it goes. I said, man, I don't have anything to wear. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean you don't have anything to wear? Right? I, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, it's, I'm not a fashionista or anything. I'm not even a, I like clothes, but, you know, I'm more, um, how can I, I'm more Spartan, I guess. I have what I need. I don't want to have too many shoes. I like shoes, but I never want to have too many. I just, I want to use what I have and have what I need to use. So, I look in my closet, and it's not a big closet, and I go, okay, here it is, here's this and that. But that, even that, is super abundant. Super, different colored shirts, a lot of blues, okay? I'll be honest with you, a lot of blue, a whole lot of blue. There's some green in there. Jen's been helping me branch out, maybe into some browns and stuff. But, man, we've got to be thankful, grateful for what God has given us. The cross, man, we will never be able to thank God enough for the cross. Never. The finished work of the cross, man. He overcame sickness, poverty, and death. Things that hold people captive. And they just don't know. And what does scripture say? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know what lack of knowledge is? Ignorance. Not stupidity. Not because they're dumb. No, just people just don't know. That's what ignorance is, okay? So obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes... These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Go, let's go to verse 5. You can be sure, it's interesting that he goes back into this, that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now look at this. For a greedy person is an idolater. I guess because they worship money, right? Worshiping the things of this world. Let me tell you a story real quick. Knew a guy here years ago, and I loved the guy so much. This was years ago. This is, um, wow, this is, this is 10 years ago or more. And I loved the guy. He had a call on his life. But I started noticing some odd things in his dealings with money. Really odd. I won't get into all of them. But he had a business that was, it was starting to flourish. And then he was one of... Uh, he was one of pastor's helpers, you know, assistants. I, I guess you could say assistant. He's one of pastor's guys. You know, he's in close connection with pastor, Pastor Fabian. And this is before Jen and I were lead pastors in the English. So he had a close relationship with pastor. But then I remember 
he fell into a disagreement with pastor about working on Sundays. Now, the guy worked, and he worked doing some things on and off campus here, okay? So he was part of the team. He was, he was kind of adjunct staff, but he was kind of staff. And I remember dad said, hey, hey, brother, you got all week long to work. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree that you'd be, you know, running your side hustle on Sundays. You need to be at church on Sunday. And they got into a big disagreement about it, and I believe pastor was right. The guy was, he had income during the week. And during the week, his income, part of his income came from church employment. Okay, so it was a unique situation. And a pastor told him, as well as the rest of the team, and said, hey, this ain't right. Well, Jen and I, we'd been spending a few days in Lubbock. This, is, this has been over 10 years ago, I remember. We were in Lubbock. I was in Mardell. And the guy walks in. He says, hey, what's going on? Hey, what are you doing? And then right away, he goes into, hey, what do you think about this? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, pastor doesn't think I should be, I should be working on Sunday. And I remember thinking, what an odd question. And the more we looked at it, the more it was that he was, he was falling in love with money. He was doing, I'm not going to get into all the things he was, he was doing, but it all pointed back to money, and he developed a, let's just say an unhealthy relationship with money, a, a type of love for money. And look at what this is. A greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. When you worship, how many of you know when you worship money, it's, it's hard enough to tithe and give sometimes just because we're human, right? There's times where you tithe and you go, man, you know, I don't know. Well, just give it to the Lord because it's what Scripture says to do. One of the main factors in learning to tithe and give offerings is that we overcome greed, okay? Not that we're asking for your money. No, you want to be blessed, and that's the main point. My wife and I have always been blessed since we've been married because we've always been givers. Tithes, offerings, and other, other things. But you start to let money control you, and it ain't good. Let's go to verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Golly! The anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. This same gentleman, it wasn't long. I don't know if it was two years later. Three years later, someone told me, hey, Matt, so-and-so's in the county jail. I said, what? He worked in the ministry here. They said, no, really, check it out. He's in the county jail. And then all kinds of stuff started coming out. They, and then someone else said, after a while, look, it all started with that imbalance. They said, look, he's on heroin now. Can you believe that? And that's heartbreaking. I don't know where he is now. I, I pray he's alive. He also lost his family. There was a foothold. Remember last Wednesday I talked to you all about a foothold? Don't give a foothold to the devil, a place he can step into. You don't give that to the enemy. Hey, we all have our weaknesses. I'm not trying to put fear in you. The point is we all have areas of weakness and we've got to submit them to the Lord. That's why we've got to stay in the Word, right? Stay in the Word. Best way to renew your mind is to get into the Word and stay in the Word. All right? Don't participate in the things these people do, Scripture says. Look at the next verse. For once you were full of darkness. Hey, that's us, right? We used to be full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. If you're a child of God, live as a person of light, right? Next verse. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Those are three good words. Take note of that. Good, 
and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. How do we know what pleases God? Anybody, it's not a trick question. Right here. Christians that say, ah, I'm, I'm confused, they're not in the Word. I'm going to tell you right now. Growing up, I saw folks, and I, saw, I, would, I would hear the stories, and I would be face-to-face -face with people, and you always knew when someone was on the brink, when they'd say, oh, man, I'm just so confused. I'm like, no, you don't want to do God's will. Not confused. Just don't want to do God's will. You know, you know what to do, but it, it, it goes against your nature to do it, and I understand. I understand. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. It's right here in the Word. Next verse. Take no part in the worthless deeds. What the world has to offer is worthless. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, wow, expose them. That's interesting. How do you expose things? Well, honestly, I can expose things right here in front of you all all the time just by calling out the word. Huh? You bring up the word and it silences the critics. And all they have to go on after that is, once the Word puts a stop to people, the true unbelievers, they go, well, I don't even believe in the Bible anyway. Okay, will God go with you, child? Well, actually, not God go with you. The devil go with you, I guess. I don't know, because you just said you don't believe in him. Somebody said years ago, though, they said, wow, it's amazing, though. In the heat of battle, there's no such thing as an atheist. Incoming! Mm-hmm. They're calling for mom, and they're calling for Jesus, I promise. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. Wow, we've got to be careful even about talking about some of the stuff that folks do in their secret lives. But their evil intentions, look at this, will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. I promise I'm not getting into your business, but we've all been there. Maybe a shady, sorry hotel or something. You turn on the light, and there's mice and cockroaches running everywhere. You turn on the light, it exposes them. And what do they, what do, they do when the light comes on? We're pretty experienced in here, huh? <sighs> they don't like the light. The light makes everything visible. That's the beauty of God's Word. It shines a light in your heart and exposes things, even to yourself. You say, wow, oh, that's a weird motive. I didn't know that. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for your Word. This is why it is said. Oh, heavens, my mom used to quote this to me in the morning when I didn't want to get up and pray. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. This is a true story. So help me God. Awake, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Hopefully you will never forget that. It took a crane to get me out of bed to pray sometimes, or to get me out of bed, period. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. You can hear mom saying that, I know. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. This is powerful. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Would you do me a favor, Valeria? It is not part of the plan, and take your time. While I continue speaking, would you do this one in New King James Version? You already knew what I was going to ask. What does this one say in New King James? I believe it's redeeming the time for the, something about redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. There you go. Redeeming the time. 
making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Wow. Let's go to verse 17. Is that? Let's go to verse 17 in the new living. Don't act thoughtlessly. Right? Don't just do stuff. You ever just done something? You go, man, I don't even know why I did that. We got we to work in our soul area. That's why. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Have you noticed that usually within about a few minutes, you can gauge where people are just by the things that they say or do? Just in a few minutes. Things that are coming out of their mouths, whether doubt, unbelief, or they're mad at somebody, or they won't forgive them, or whatever. No, think about it. Slow down. Make sure you're walking in love and forgiveness. I like this second part of that verse, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Remember those, they still wear those, those what would Jesus do bracelets? What would Jesus do? Man, that's a, that's a tough one. Why are you laughing? He's got one? <laughs> what would Jesus do, right? Hmm, we, that's, a, that's a really righteous question. Now look at this next verse. Don't be drunk with wine or any other substance, right? Because that will ruin your life. Let me just say something to you folks tonight, too. There's been a lot of debate about this over the years, about alcohol. And I've said this recently. I need to say it again. People say, well, will Jesus drink wine? Listen, the Hebrew word for old wine and new wine is the same. It's yayin. You really think, come on, use your mind, use your logic, because y'all are sharp people in this house and those on the live stream. Do you think Jesus was sitting down with his disciples getting a buzz? Do you? It's hard to fathom that, isn't it? When you really think about it. So be careful, I'm telling you. Those listening tonight too, be careful with alcohol because it's, it's destroyed much better people than me and you. And people say, well, I can just, I don't, I don't know. No, he's an alcoholic, he can't. But I, no, you know what? At our core, everybody is addictive. Everybody. Honestly, we're not alcoholics in here. I know we're not in Jesus' name, right? But anybody has the propensity to become an alcoholic. So be careful. Be careful. Be wise. Don't be drunk with wine. People say, well, I can handle my alcohol. Well, mm, it always leads to problems. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, look at the alternative. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Get out your worship music. Every time I try to sing, my wife laughs at me. So we might as well just put the worship music on, right? Let's go on to the next verse. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of whom? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks for everything. Let's talk about that for a minute. I'm not going to go beyond that verse tonight because we're going to open up a whole other can of worms on verse 21 next week. I want everybody to be here for the knockdown drag out, okay? Verse 21, we'll get into that next week. All right. But give thanks for everything to God, the father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How on earth can you give thanks to God for everything? You know, it's something that's beyond us, I think, in the natural. I think it's completely beyond us to go, wait, logically, I've just been through the fire. I've just been through it. 
This was an awful situation. I'm going to give thanks to God. This says give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? That refers back to that other verse that says thankfulness. You've got to work on your thankfulness. Be grateful. Did you know you can always find good in something? Every, remember the old saying, every cloud has a silver lining. Or is it zinc? No, it's a silver lining. Every, that's a nerd joke. Every cloud has a silver lining. See, you, I got a smile out of you. You can look at some of the darkest days of your life and you go, wow, that really worked on me. I, I'm better in this area now. How did that happen? Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you an odd story, but true. I was 19 years of age. I was living in Roswell, New Mexico. I was staying with my grandparents. Um, I was getting promoted to be a store manager. I'd taken some time off from college, and so I was a manager trainee. They gave us an aptitude test. I must have done well on it. They said, you're a manager trainee. So I was training to be a manager for a small finance company. Got transferred to Roswell. was staying with Grandpa and Grandma. And I'll never forget, it was um, Valentine's Day weekend of 1996. I came home, because I told Dad, I said, Dad, if I get transferred, you have my word, I'll be home on weekends to come to church. I'll, I will be home on weekends and come to church. I'm not going to be disconnected. He said, all right. You gave me your word. Okay, here we go. But I remember I came home that, that weekend, and that very weekend, I was going to come home, hang out with the family, do some stuff here, go to church, and then on Monday, I was supposed to start renting a new place by myself. 19. So, not wise, young Matthew Senna. Going about to rent a place in the hood, man. Hood. I'm talking Chihuahuita and Roswell area. Little Chihuahua in English. And, and the guy, I still remember his name. I think his name was George Charbonneau. I don't know why I remember his name. But I said, hey, man, I will, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I gave him my word because I thought it was the right thing. That weekend, I was playing basketball with some friends and my younger brother across the street. And I had, I had hops back then. That's another word for I could jump. So I did a jump shot. I was wearing low-top shoes. I came down on my brother's foot, and I did not an ankle sprain, but it was like an ankle twist sprain. It wasn't just to the side. It was forward and to the side. It was, yeah, it was one of those, and you know, and I kept walking on it, and it started swelling up my calf. It was fun. It was fun. I remember the pain. Oh, it felt like I just damaged myself forever. I was like, oh, John, why do you get under me? He's all, don't be jumping so high. I don't remember what he said. I don't know what he said because John would get under me. It's how he played defense. And, and, we just, and we'd get tangled up. It wasn't his fault. We were playing basketball. So I remember that weekend I was so injured, and I had to miss the work on Monday. Like, I had to miss work, and it was crazy. I was laying in bed. And I was not very spiritual at the time. I'd read through the Bible. I loved God. I wanted to do right. But boy, I was running from the call of God. So I guess I partially wanted to do right. And uh, I was laying in bed, man, with a hurt ankle at mom's house. And all of a sudden, I just knew. I was like, I don't need to rent that house. God's protecting me from something. So to this day, I can thank God for not renting that house. Who knows what would have happened? are like, Matt, would you have become a drug dealer in the hood in Roswell? I don't know. I doubt it. But I don't know. 
I was coming out from under God's protection by doing that. I don't know what it was, but I knew, I knew that I knew. I was like, Lord, I praise you. I know you didn't do this to me. This happened in the course of life, in the course of events. You allowed it for some reason, but I, I just know I'm not supposed to rent that dump. <laughs> I just know it. I called the guy who was so mad at me. He hung up. He hung up on me, and I just took a, I just had a big sigh of relief because I was like, I know I wasn't supposed to rent that place. I ended up renting a little house for my grandparents, but I was still kind of under their supervision. It was across the street from their house. So couldn't get too crazy. So God kept protecting me. He knew what I could handle, all right? Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You think you've been undone by something? I've been there. You say, man, this is it. This, this is messing me up. This, God, why did you let this happen? You need to give thanks to God for everything because you can't see it all. You, can't. you say, man, well, it was my decision. Yep, but if you love the Lord, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. All things. I'm going to quote that the rest of my life. I'm going to bring it up in church all the time. All things work together for good. All things. For those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Are there any questions tonight about the 20 verses that we went over? That's a sizable amount. All right. Let's go ahead and pray tonight before we're dismissed. We're a little early, but that's all right. You've been power-packed with the Word. Father, we thank you because I say it all the time, God, and I say it because I mean it. You are so faithful. You are so faithful, Lord God. Do something a little different. Would everybody in the house stand and just raise a hand to the Lord just, just to worship Him tonight? Just worship Him. Go ahead, just worship Him. Just worship Him. If there's anyone in the house tonight that says, you know what, I just need to make sure I'm right with God, would you raise your hand a little higher or raise your hand for the first time? I'm going to just pray with you and agree with you. God bless you. All right. Let's just agree tonight. I want everybody in the house to repeat this after me. We're family, remember. We worship together. We go to the same church. We love God. We it's all about Jesus here, and we're on the same page, the same team. So let's pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I thank you that by faith I am right with you. I'm cleansed from all sin right now. Thank you for accepting me. I am accepted among your beloved, according to Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you for your faithfulness, your favor, your promises, your grace. I honor you tonight, Lord, and I thank you. I'm free, and I'm clean. Help me to do what's right. And convict me, God. Speak to me when I'm headed in the wrong direction. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would y'all look at me tonight? Are there any prayer requests in the house? We haven't done that in a while. Are there any prayer requests at all? You can tell me what it is or you can just raise your hand. Prayer requests. All right. All right. God knows what it is. Unless you want to tell me. Prayer requests. All right. That section right there, faux show. Anybody else? All right. All right. Let's agree. Let's agree. Remember, when you pray according to God's will, according to his word, He's already going to do it. He's already setting things in motion. Do y'all believe that? 
He's already setting things in motion. He's seen the tears you've cried. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. He's seen the tears you've cried. He knows how long you've waited. He's heard you. He's seen your distress at times. He knows it every time. He's right there. Whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not, Scripture says, He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So, Lord God, we unite our faith in this house tonight for everybody that raised their hands. We agree whatever it is they need from you, Lord God, touch them in a special way. Bring it, God. I know you're already at work. We thank you in advance, Father God, because you're already at work. When we pray according to your will, you hear us. And you are moving both to will and to do of your good pleasure in our lives. And you're going to finish what you started in us. And you're going to set us in a place, Lord God, where we can see the enemy coming. You also said in Psalm 23, Lord God, that you prepare us a table, a feast in the presence of our enemies. The toughest of times, the most adverse situations, you're doing something special. You're doing a miracle. You're working blessing. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We honor you because it's done. And we agree tonight. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Before